from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We're brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software and the outsourced accountants taking care of all your global resourcing needs and solving the Australian talent problem. Paul, I'm all the way over in Perth. I'm three hours behind. How's the rest of the day turn out for me, mate? Thank you very much. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. David, I often say that you're about three hours behind. Uh, <laughs> or, or is that, I think it's generally three hours late. Um, so Late, so, not behind. Yeah. So that, that kind of actually means you need, to, you need to call in from New Zealand, not Perth. So this, in fact, it actually did because I think listeners... We were uh, we we did originally plan to meet at two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, so we were about we're only six. Hours, you're only five hours late, so that's all right. It's not too bad. Can you hurry up? I want to get I want to get to the zero roadshow drinks, mate. Let's get on with it. Enough of the David bashing. The listeners don't like that. Fair enough. I'm very popular with our listeners, you're, Paul. You're on the road. How, how's the roadshow? How's the road? How's the software going? How's selling? How's being on the other side of the fence? Well, look, there's been a lot, huge amount of interest in Change GPS, and at some point you'll let me talk about it on this show and I can explain why. Uh, it's an interesting, like it's really interesting. I mean, you're talking to accountants with a different lens because they're coming up to you specifically to find out what GPS is and, and how they can use it. And so you've got this agenda when you're talking to them. The really good quality conversations still happen around about the conference. Like I'll give you a great example, Zero Roadshow Adelaide. Adelaide, Adelaideans? Adeladites? Can we call them Adeladites? Sounds a bit insulting. <laughs> sounds, and derogatory. Sounds, sounds very derogatory. <laughs> Listen, not wrong that, with that, that one. Was, that was David, not me. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, so for the Adelaide community, this is like clearly a community event. Um, everyone in Adelaide comes. This was my takeaway, guys. If you're from Adelaide, write in and tell me if I'm wrong. And you could see their little pockets of groups of people catching up with each other, a huge amount of accountant-to-accountant peer networking. We sort of did, had a lot of inquiry and, and did quite well. Um, I know BGL over in the corner had an interesting time because our mate Luca Paul, you've heard me talk about Luca before. Uh, vaguely, refresh my memory. Uh, Luca forgot the banner. Oh, yes. Lesson one of Roadshow is don't forget the banner. Fair enough. So that was interesting. But so it is It is a bit of a different experience. It's very tiring being on the road. I'm very lucky. Thank you to my amazing wife who's taking care of our beautiful daughter this week and my family who's helped out with that. Very, very important to manage that part of your life while you're doing things like that. Um, but overall, it's been a successful trip so far. Perth tomorrow, it's the last one. Lovely. All right. Well, uh, why don't you kick us off with what is, what's your best on ground? Software and professional bodies. Well, we're going back to the future. We're going, we're going back to the future three. From the trenches. Because this is the third time this has happened. The IPA, in conjunction with Reckon, are offering five free ledgers, they call them books, for Reckon software for any accountant to put their client onto it. But the deal gets sweeter than that, Paul. If your firm ends up with 50 uh, clients on Reckon, you receive 50% of the value of your IPA membership as CPD credits. And if you get 100 clients, you get 100% of your IPA fee granted as CPD credits. 
Now, why this is back to back to the future, as I get our WhatsApp messages, sorry, I should have put that on silent. Zero, when they first, first started, back when you were working in their offices, Paul, and it was kind of just you and Wayne and Chris Reed and probably no one else used to give away ledgers to get market share. QuickBooks, famously, when Intuit took back QuickBooks, was giving away ledgers at unbelievably discount prices. So it's kind of like a proven way. What's different about this, though, is that it's being promoted as a beneficiary, as a benefit of being an IPA member. So this is an example of an accounting body doing something different to try to create value to their members. Good on the IPA for thinking like this. Interesting that they partner with Reckon, but as I found out very recently, Paul, do you know how many accounting firms still use Reckon? I would say a lot for tax. You mean for client accounting or for practice for, for practice? Oh, oh, quite a lot. I mean, I, I certainly think that number is going so, so south, the, not north. But there is a, well, there the is number a lot I of historic history. The, the, the number I heard is two thousand. So that's. I mean, depending. I mean, there's either, depending on the data you look at. There's either ten thousand or thirteen thousand accounting firms. So it's roughly you know twenty percent of the market. This is actually a pretty big play now for people who who live in the zero world and and have, wear their zero hat on or, or the QuickBooks hat on. This may not register to you, but looking at the industry as a whole, I think this is a significant move. Uh, look, certainly, I think it's a big move. I think the IPA win a lot more out of this and, and potentially aren't. Uh, aren't the most um, don't need it as much. <laughs> don't need the, the the orgs as much as IPA do. Um, uh, sorry, as Reckon do. To, to me, I think it's interesting. The playbook that Intuit had, which was effectively giving away free files, didn't necessarily work. Some would argue it got them there. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, we're still talking about them. We weren't talking about them five years ago. True. Look, it, it will be very, it will be very interesting. Um, I, I think certainly it's a, it's a good partnership with the, with the CPD credits. Whether or not that'll get people uh, to, um, on uh, to actually get fifty clients, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I had, to, I had their STP standalone product on best of ground, uh, best on ground, David. Uh, previously, haven't you had, did, a, you loved it. Haven't had a chance to look at. The actual product, um, but look, it'll be interesting. Good, good luck to them because I think it's uh, certainly an uphill battle for Reckon at the moment. Uh, but we have, I think we've we've, we've talked about that. Um, my best on ground is from the trenches, out of the uh, I IPC ICPA in the UK. Get that, India. Uh, this is a publication. I will declare uh, my interest. I do write for them. I have submitted a couple of articles. Um, I haven't put my own article for once, sorry, David. Sorry, you, you've submitted articles to the Indian what? No, no, UK. Oh, UK. UK. So the I, I said India. No, no. So I see PA out of the UK, out of uh out of Great Britain. Uh, so they are a, a network of very uh, small firms. So lovely. Um, a body of small firms, I should say. This is an article about accounting practices already are advisory practices. Did they, did they ask you to talk about this on Trenches? Is this sponsored content? No, not at all. No, no, no. I've got other oh, articles. Well, thank in you fact, for declaring your interest then, In Paul. fact, this you is or just that I, yeah, just that I have written for them in the past. 
Um, the some people in this industry, David, don't declare it. I tend to go the other way just to to make do. I know. Uh, Elaine Elaine Clark out of Cheap Accountants. Interesting name as always. Uh, I think we've spoken about them. Yep, she had had interesting couple of comments here. uh, where she she restates her love of compliance, uh, and I'm quoting, I guess the only fault about compliance uh, accountants is that generally they do not shout about how good they are at what they do and the services they provide. They just do it. She goes on to talk about the Twitter sphere and blogosphere are full of all sorts telling us that compliance is dead and we can only exist as an advisory practice. Uh, this statement alone shows exactly how little they know about what we do and how we do it. It shows their ignorance of the work of thousands of accountants across the UK. Interesting. <laughs> so basically in, in, in about 400 words, she summarised three seasons of From the Trenches. Pretty much. This this comes back to me though, and we've covered this on the show, David, is if you talk to a small firm, and, and when you and I have this conversation is – Am I an advisory practice? Yes, but not according. Like I call myself an advisory practice, but I only do compliance it, because it's that missing part of compliance advisory. Look, so it's you, it's what you, is advisory? I mean, G, G, uh, this is fascinating. So Change GPS fundamentally, its best product is compliance advisory. This morning, I met a firm in Perth who used to bill two hundred fifty thousand dollars through tax planning and interim accounts, and got too busy and couldn't offer it anymore and went back to pure compliance, yep. like just getting the work done. And it was a fascinating conversation because we were talking about, well, how can we make compliance advisory more efficient to get you that 250 back? And it really was a like, okay, we're going to go back to the glory days of what we used to do, but we're still going to use new methods and new technology to try to get there. And, and a lot of that, I think that's a very common problem, especially around, you know, buying other software and doing, you know, inverted in air quotes, which doesn't work then, on, on podcasts, is just not having the time. But anyway, all good. What else you got for us? Are we going to do Excel best on ground two weeks in a row? Please tell me. From the trenches. Well, it's the number one business intelligence software in the world, Paul. It probably deserves all the attention we can possibly give it. No, this isn't um, This isn't necessarily about Excel itself, but more a brilliant display of communication from somebody named uh, Lotfi Garzwan, who's an MOS master, which is Microsoft Office Specialist Trainer, uh, came up on my LinkedIn and absolutely loved this. Here's why. It is the definitive Excel... Uh, the definitive 100 most useful Excel tips. What's so good about this, though, is I've seen before, you know, uh, the idiot's guide to Excel shortcuts, and it's like a landscape A4 page with 400 shortcuts of it in size four times New Roman that is the least user-friendly thing you can ever come up with. What Lotfi's done here is presented beautifully in a great presentation, a really smart way to display these tips. So you've categorized all the tips into either foundation presentation, orientation efficiency, admin data handling, and data analysis. Now, this alone in itself is valuable because I've said a lot 
Excel can do almost anything. We just don't invest in our own training. We actually don't understand it. This is categorizing some of the features. And then you go through it and have a click on the link, Paul, if you've bothered uh, to actually read Mate, it. I'm on page 21 beautiful. of 106. I, I, it's, I'm playing. Um, I, I'm kind of playing Excel bingo with myself, going, oh, I knew that. <laughs> oh, cool. I didn't know that. Oh, I did know that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. no, I will be I will be committing that to memory. Uh, and uh, Lance Rubin, obviously, friend of the show, did uh, point out that potentially may need to add one of those most useful tips given the latest release of XLOOKUP. Was it XLOOKUP? Great point. No, but, XLOOKUP. Yeah. yeah, XLOOKUP. No, but it's, it's just this great visual display and, and it's easy to learn. Well done, Lotfi. I love the communication style. Absolutely. Uh, anything, anything to do with Excel. It also comes back to that um, often we, we the software that we use every day, we don't use it to the fullest. Um, and actually learning little oh, yeah. tips about about that rather than buying whole new software just to do a small thing, investing, as you said, David, in that, in that learning. Uh, what have I got? From the trenches, an article coming out of the World Economic Forum. Don't think the worldeconomicforum.org has featured on the show before. Um, oh, yeah. The... Basically, this is again talking articles about this about uh, biases in data, and the more we look at AI and machine learning, the more important it is to really understand the data that's going in. Machine learning was uh, tasked with the uh, the task to to read three point five million books spanning across uh, published in English between nineteen hundred. And 2008, the books include a mixture of fiction and non-fiction. 3.5 million books, David. Uh, and that 11 billion words, Paul. It was crazy. So anyway, what the, the machine was asked to do was specifically to look at adjectives that described women uh, and verses when male characters uh, were described it is just a really interesting look at at, uh, at obviously the way the two sexes historically and I mean and even current I guess unfortunately are described. Women were tended far more to describe physical appearance, um, whereas male uh, references were about behaviour. I guess that the thing for me is, um, and, and it, it sums it up beautifully in this in this uh, article about the the algorithms or the outcome that comes out of the machine learning is a product of what's fed into it. Um, we are, you know, as everything, we are a product of our food. I think we've covered on the show before the the screenplay that was written out of reading social media and effectively it turned in this racist, <laughs> racist, xenophobic <laughs> um, rant of a script. You know, I think as we as we do, as the computers do more of this, we need to be really careful about the quality of the data going in. I've said on the show again before, David, but I was super impressed. I had a lunch with the Intuit head of AI and machine learning, uh, and they said that if, if you aren't putting 80% of your spend into managing and understanding and getting the data right before you put it into AI engines, then you're destined to fail. And I think it's something that we, as we rely more on on an automated answer, we need to be very careful to understand the inputs. I wonder, I, I, look, it's a great point, but, it, but it, it's, 
I don't know if that's an innovative idea for AI. I reckon it's just about everything. I mean, you've been saying it for ages about financial data. 80% of the effort's getting the data right on the way in. Oh, absolutely. I can see with what I'm doing now with with building a, a – don't make fun of me for saying this, please. With building a scalable communications and marketing engine for Change GPS. Sure. Yep, well done. I almost kept a straight face and so did you, yes. <laughs> Well, I'm basically implementing HubSpot. That's what HubSpot is. Like literally I'd say uh, 80% of the time is sorting through the data we've got and trying to work out where it goes and where it belongs. So I reckon that idea extends beyond just machine learning. And I think, and I think it, beca- it becomes so much more important as we talk about these systems being so automated. We need to be very careful that we are investing that time in the – in the, to, to in the data as well, in. rather than just everyone yeah. talking about, oh, just plug it in and this system will work exactly out of the box, which it, which often uh, it does, but you can't trust the answer. Anyway, listeners, what do you Can reckon? Can we get to the fun part of the show about the best on ground? Uh, are we gonna are we gonna turn are we gonna turn to the other side? Worst on ground. Worst on ground from the trenches. Paul, you had your heart broken this week. I did, I did, David. Uh, oh, it's inter- and uh, ATO don't often make worst on ground. I think this is this is the first. Uh, the, any a- ATO the, the ATO don't usually them. break your heart, Paul. Usually, they fill you with uh, fluttering butterflies in the stomach with adoration. Is usually your relationship yeah. with the ATO. <laughs> it is. It is. This is I, I guess a little bit tongue in cheek to put them on worst on ground, but there was a uh, they did a Twitter post. Uh, and for those in Australia, they are getting rid of Ozkey and moving to a MyGov ID so that you can log in. They on on Valentine's Day, on the International Day of Love, David, the ATO sent out a tweet saying, "Dear Ozkey, we've spent over ten years together and had our share of ups and downs, but this hashtag Valentine's Day 2020, we need to talk." I found someone else and it's time to move on to MyGov ID with a beating heart, XOXO, uh, and they signed it off ATO. On 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 the most, How do you on feel, the most loved up. I love the I, I love Ozkey. And there is it. There, oh, there will be a God, you're a nerd. There will I be, love Ozkey. There will be a place in my heart that quietly I will quietly have to have a word, just a quiet I've, moment I've never- <laughs> with myself when when the when the Oz key goes. I mean, a bit of a bit tongue in cheek, and and you know it's not it's not like the Oz key you know has a he's gonna. But I, it was I, horrible. Interesting. It was a pain in the butt. <laughs> on it on a day on a day of love to do that stuff is just anyway very interesting. What do you got, David? I'll tell you, people standing on stage lecturing or on social media or anywhere saying you should read more books. Now, I'll be honest, one of the best things I ever put on LinkedIn in terms of performance was my summer reading list for summer 1819. Did really well. I got about 20,000 views on that. It's pretty big for me. But when people stand up and say you should read, I reckon they're a disgrace because they've made no effort to understand that as a participant – you could have different learning styles and maybe reading isn't for you. Listen to the podcast. If the message was, well, yeah, that's right. I mean, people tell us they claim CPD for listening to From the Trenches. Fair enough. I can't too. wait before somebody from the chartered accountants gives us a tap on the shoulder and say, uh, boys, uh, maybe update people that maybe it isn't. I don't know, though. You get to make that call. The 
I don't. I, if the lesson was you should constantly be learning and acquiring more knowledge, I'll get behind it 100%. But you should read more books. It, it, it's kind of a bit insulting for people who don't learn by reading. I don't. I like reading some things. I can't remember the last book I actually finished though. Uh, the last book I read was oh, I'm reading Clive Custler books at the moment. They're pretty good, although they all end the same. The Russians lose and Jack Ryan wins. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> ruined the pun. In case you didn't know, the but but I think it is insulting because people learn in different ways. People listen. I learn from talking to people. All I like talking. I learn from talking. I'm I I enjoy connecting dots from talking to different people about the same topic. A lot of people learn from listening. Uh, this comes from a tweet from Katie Bryan who said, um, "I've been told three times today that I need to read more." Like, why? Learn however you want to learn. Don't worry about reading books and pumping up Amazon's ridiculous share price by ordering stuff online for too cheap. It is uh, uh, interesting. I wonder whether those seminars were delivered by people who had a book. That would be uh, interesting. Chiching, chiching. Uh, the hey, Paul. Do you go. know? Do you know how um, some people learn? Actually, how they uh, they listen to TED talks. I did. I honestly didn't see that coming. How did I not see that coming? I don't know. You got to sharpen your pencil, young man. I do. I, I moved on to the next. I was preparing myself for the next worst on ground from the trenches. Uh, Trent McLaren. Uh, I, I think what's he? He's, he's probably fifty-fifty. Maybe a few more worsts and bests. Uh, over the journey, but I think he just he likes being in either side of the ledger. Reposted a post from two years ago talking about the online bubble uh, in the accounting industry uh, and how um, you know we shouldn't just get stuck in this circular confirmation bias of everyone patting each other on the back. He loves uh, uh, repurposing content. Uh, I'm, I think it made worst on ground when it when he posted it two years ago as well. My favourite, though, it, it happened the same. Oh, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't, hang on. don't gloss over that. Congratulations, Trent. Because you reposted your content, we are, you're the first person to re-worst on ground for the same thing. The same article, worst on ground twice. There you go. That's uh, that is no short of an effort. My favourite bit was that you should be. You that, actually should be proud, Trent. That, Forget hiking Cradle Mountain and feeling proud. You should be proud of this. Uh, all of the people that, uh, were, were I guess referenced about contributing to that bubble. Who do you think liked all the posts? Who do you think were the number of people commenting? It was the same bubble. It was. Uh, it was very funny. It was. It was. Uh, oh, I'd say it was, it was uh, the, pe- the all the people on the Avalara top one hundred list would have been uh, engaging with that sort of content. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think it, Trent's in South Africa. Is Cradle Mountain in South Africa? No. Did I Cradles did I ruin my punchline? Cradles. What's in the Cape. one in Tabletops in in Cape Town? Isn't it? No idea. Anyway, what do you got from the trenches? Well, I ruined my own segue then. Avalara, mate. Oh my god. All right, so one of our favourite Twitter accounts is Investing City. We rave about the way this guy deep dives into companies. Um, he put this thing up comparing Avalara, which is I think it's tax software in the US. I don't even know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not sure. But they, they 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 do that top 100 list of accounting influencers, and it's all just a Twitter thing, um, and it's um, some people value it. I'm on it because Wayne Schmidt told me I had to be on it, and because I'm on it, I can't bring myself to take myself off it. But I'm glad you have independent what thought, this, not swayed at all. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I go up by commenting, by talking about Avalara, I go up the list. That's the beauty, the genius of the marketing of this. So what, what Ryan Reeves from Investing City has done some analysis on, uh, 2017 uh, spend on sales and marketing was 135 mil. Um, 2019 was 165. So they increased the spend by $30 million to get a $169 million uplift in revenue. And his comment is that's a 5.6 incremental revenue uplift on incremental sales and marketing uplift and talking about efficient marketing spend. And I think it's just all because of us influencers on Twitter, Paul, propping up Avalara and talking about it. And uh, Avalara has just turned accountants and our love of being recognised and heard into free marketing. I reckon all that 169 mil is because of I don't even know the people anyone at the top else, of that list anymore. Anyone else in the industry know that we know who are trying to get all the all the influencers to talk about them by giving them awards and relevance? I don't know. That would be an interesting. I wonder whether there's a, a I'm very cynical of you. I wonder whether there's other people following that playbook, but uh, it, it yes, but it certainly happens. There you go. Best and worst for the week. Uh, let us know. Do you have any more worst? Hit us up. No, I'm done. No, that's it. I'm all done, mate. It's it's ready. It's uh, you've got to get uh, on and finish the road show. Uh, I've got to get back to family. So, listeners, love hearing from you. Love seeing you on the road shows. Please continue. Loved it. Feel out. Uh, reach out uh, and messages. If you've got oh, any content, on. let us know. I actually, no, I don't want to finish yet. I want to share something, Paul. I forgot to do this when we we're talking about Trent McLaren's bubble piece. Yes, at the oh, Zero yeah, Road right. Show. Can I? Can we do that? Yeah, can cool. we share this? Because I think it's good. So they get up on stage. Whoever's the MC in the city gets up on stage. They've got this audience engagement tool, which is really cool because it works. I've seen a lot of these things not work in the past. And they say, "How do you engage with your community?" And and in most places, it's number one Facebook groups, number two zero live events. And admittedly, the MC is really coaxing the crowd to put zero high up on the list. And number three is LinkedIn. So Twitter doesn't even feature on it, which I thought was. Interesting, as I took a photo of it, was writing about it, getting ready to post it on Twitter, and I thought, no, hang on, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? Uh, But it shows that um, it's a combination of engaging in online Facebook groups like the Zero Official one, Heather Smith's one, there's that accounting small business owners one that I always rave about, um, and attending events is the way accountants are communicating with each other. Fair enough. My Adelaide experience was very much like that yesterday. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, reach out if anyone has any other content. Otherwise, uh, we will be back next week, uh, potentially even in the same office at the same time. See ya. See you guys. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.